the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to Liverpool's 2-1 win over Bournemouth at Anfield. It was a win that stopped the rot, if we can call it that, broke a league record and more importantly left the Premier League title tantalisingly close. Yes, goals from Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane ensured the Reds return to winning ways after back-to-back defeats and sealed the 22nd straight league win at Anfield, which beats the 21-game record set by Bill Chankley's Liverpool side back in 1972. The Reds went on to win the league that season and I think it's fair to say they're going to repeat the feat this season given they need just three more victories now to secure the Premier League title but we're not going to get ahead of ourselves just yet on this podcast instead we're going to focus on the comeback win over Bournemouth and we'll start at Anfield firstly with the verdict of our Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorst before we hear every word of Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference Liverpool are just three wins from the first league title since 1990 after a hard-fought 2-1 win over Bournemouth here at Anfield this afternoon uh, didn't start as as, uh, as Jane Klopp would have planned. Bournemouth took an early lead, would you believe, uh, through Callum Wilson uh, in the build-up. It looked as if he shoved Joe Gomez before getting on the end of a low cross from Jefferson Lerma. VAR did nothing to change the outcome. Bournemouth took the lead uh, and Anfield raids from the restart as booze rang around Anfield. But uh, the Reds responded. Um, Bournemouth were forced into a change when captain Steve Cook limped off with uh, Jack Simpson coming on and the young centre-back who was making just his fifth Premier League appearance. He looked a bag of nerves and so we're told when Sadio Mane robbed him of possession before laying in Mohamed Salah with an imperfect pass, it must be said. Uh, the Egyptian king uh, sticking it away for his 20th of the season to become the first Liverpool player to, uh, to score 20 or more in three successive seasons since Michael Owen way back in 2003. Uh, and Virgil van Dijk laid in Sadio Mane for the second uh, with a nice finish past uh, Ramsdale, Lee Bournemouth goalkeeper. And it never really looked like Liverpool were going to uh, concede the the, uh, the two-on lead that they had until James Milner with a fantastic clearance off the line down there in the second half. Uh, Ryan Fraser lobbed it over Adrian, but the uh, deputising left-back, the deputising uh, captain, cleared it off the line with a fantastic clearance. Um, Liverpool probably should have had a third. Roberto Firmino fired into the cop late on, but ultimately um, a team low on confidence at the moment uh, fought back and uh, claimed the three points. They move on, uh, they're now just nine points from a first league title, as we say. First league title since 1990, a maiden Premier League title. Uh, they're going to do it, uh, there's very little doubt about that at this stage. Uh, they move on, and it's uh, Atletico Madrid in the Champions League on Wednesday night. Good afternoon, 82 points now, 22 consecutive wins. Just wonder what the emotions were at the final whistle. <laughs> oh, I was in good spirits, let me say like this. I, I was absolutely happy about... Um, the result, the three points, and the performance, um, because I, I knew it would be tricky for different reasons. I think the decisions of the ref around the goals made it even more tricky for us, obviously. Um, and we had wanted to fight back before the game, and after that we had to fight back. And what we played after being 1-0 down was exceptional, to be honest. Um, in this moment, when it's not that I don't want to be made too big but in a moment when uh, you have to fight back for the momentum and then you get it obviously you get a decision like that and a goal like this um, I think there were teams in the history of football which would then um, slip and the boys today the reaction I loved I really loved and we, we fought hard played super football the strikers played really good together and, and were connected um, we had um, good passing behind we had two super situations um, pass from half space, one for 
one more for Millie, I think, and one probably Ox for Trent, where we could have scored more goals, had other situations. We didn't score then, that's okay. Um, and second half, we controlled the game, but then the biggest chance in the second half was obviously um, was obviously Fraser's chance, where Millie saved our life. Um, that helped massively. I really think we deserved that today. Um, and we had moments, but didn't finish it off. But the, 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 the attitude again, the reaction on the different knocks, um, I liked a lot. So um, after the final whistle, I was really happy. Three wins needed now. There was an awful lot of title celebrations and shouts at the end from your supporters. How difficult is it for you not to get carried away by one? They will not get carried away. Look, it's just I'm, I'm, I, there's nothing good in losing football games, but um, it makes uh, you aware of how special it is to win football games, and um, that's what we had in the last in the last what was it ten or ten days or two weeks uh, when you lost the games, um, and so you appreciate it much more. So imagine we would have won against Watford, would have won in the FA Cup, would have won against Atletico, and in the end to become champion at whenever it will happen, um, and everybody will said, yeah, champion. Yeah. So if it will happen, it will feel really special if it will happen. Um, but today was obviously very important to make it happen. So that's that's how it is. Nothing else. And now we have three days, four days time to prepare for another very difficult game in a wonderful stadium with a sensational crowd. That was, I think, the best 12:30 performance of our crowd since I'm here. I loved it. Um, and so let's make sure that we are ready for that. Rob, and then we'll go to uh, Jürgen. Obviously, lots of great performances on your team but just with James filling in at left back there and the, obviously the save off the line it, 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 you've been extraordinary yeah oh yeah oh yeah um, having Millie not available and Hendo in the same time so pretty much not in the dressing room nowhere near that is really not cool because um, the, 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 the job they do is, is on the pitch mainly but not only and so I'm more than happy for Millie that um, he had that situation where I didn't like the situation, obviously, but when Millie saved it, and I was really happy about it. Um, yeah, super game, super game um, on the position. He told the whole world and the, their dogs that he doesn't like the position. I think two week, two years ago, but now from time to time he obviously likes it. Um, yeah, was really good, very important for us. So all good. Sam, To be honest, yes, that happened. I didn't want it. Am I? Do I want to? Would I do it now? No. But in this moment, I just don't understand how this could have could be a goal. So there are situations we talk about it, stuff like this. But now we have to make the decision. So this shows the problem of VR still existing. It's not a VR. It's not a system. It's a human being and the rules. So I think I'm not sure that anybody think in a room it was not a foul. Just that I can stop talking actually. So um, good. It was a foul. Wow. The touch was enough to let Joe struggle. It's a foul. Nothing else. They score a goal in the next situation. The ref lets it run. That's why we have VR, so he can have a, a little bit later look. And then there sits somebody there. And I'm not sure when it was, but two, three weeks ago, the VR made really 
difficult decisions in, in, on, on one match day in two different games. I think about Tottenham and City, I'm not 100% sure, but right, wow. Um, we think, how is that possible that somebody sits there and, and doesn't see it? So now, for me, the question is, how is it possible that you have a look at it and don't say, ah, it's a foul? Mike Dean, I'm sure, saw it was a foul, but it's not his job. He cannot intervene anymore. So it's then VAR. And in the VAR, hides behind the phrase, not clear and obvious. So, and it makes no sense. Foul is a foul. No foul is no foul. You can let it go, whatever. It's no problem. But if, if it's that clear and you look on it and you say, come on, play on. Nobody felt comfortable after that. Not my, not the ref. Everybody knew, wow, something happened here, which is not okay. So and that was easy to sort with somebody in sitting in the room in front of the screen and says, yeah, come on, foul. That's it. And I really, I understand 100% that Bournemouth maybe sees it different, but it's a clear, clear foul. Arms like this is not possible in that situation. So that's it, yes. And so I celebrated a little bit in that direction. I'm not happy about it, but it happened and I didn't say anything while I was celebrating. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Um, That's funny because we didn't feel consistency in the last in the last two weeks. To be honest, we lost consistently football games, so that's not nice. Um, and no, no secrets. Hardest work. That's what I love about the boys that they really were ready to work really hard today and played football. Not only play football. I, I liked a lot how how we really. Um, were in the challenges and stuff like this, um, press balls were on our side, all these little things that makes it really important. We said it a lot of times, um, we want to be as successful as it possible for us and nobody knows exactly what that, what that, uh, where will, that will end, but um, it's not always, for us especially, not always possible to play our best football, but to give everybody a proper fight should be always possible and that's what the boys did very often. And that's why we won um, a specific amount of games. But um, the consistency was not like we felt it in the last two weeks. It was just uh, we had to we had to work on our on the things which we didn't like, and a lot of these things. The second goal, for example, was a good example, where the last line was where we won the challenge, where we had the challenges that we can win the ball, and then now we play the counter attack in a situation like that, and not the opponent. That was a massive difference. Any final ones, guys? Yes. Oh, what I hear should be possible. If we then do it, I don't know. Robo should not be a problem. I think um, he only missed actually today. Pretty much, he finished the session yesterday and felt afterwards something, but um, was then nothing um, in the end. Um, Hendo was out. I don't know exactly um, in this moment. I think he will train tomorrow. If that looks good, I have to make decisions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Some others as well. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Jürgen in good form there. And so too are our regular Liverpool fan callers. And we'll start by hearing from Sam Planch and Alex Watt. Liverpool Bournemouth at Anfield, um, it's been a... A very indifferent time, hasn't it? It's been it's been a bit weird to be honest. You know, getting beaten stuff. We're so used to winning. Um, since the break, the pool just haven't been the same on the pitch. Um, 
you know, it, it was so bad to have the break, I think, for us with hindsight. But, you know, have they lost momentum? Definitely. Um, do they look tired? Maybe. Are they nervous? Maybe. You know, there's all these things for it, but a lot of players at the end of the day have lost form all at the same time, and that's the danger. Um, I think we've been spoiled with um, them being so consistent, with the, all the players being so much of high quality um, all the time. And now what you've got is quite a few not being, and, and it's and it's telling. And what it is telling for me is the players that do come in, there's a massive drop-off. Um, you know, Gomez goes out, or Van Dijk, and you've got Lovren coming in. I mean, that's massive drop-out. Lovren's not good enough. But it's not all in, by the way. You've got, like, Origi coming in for one of the front three. Not good enough. You know, I know he scored some important goals, and he can come off the bench every now and then. But you can't start that, lad. I mean, you know, so... And then the midfield, you've got Fabinho just doesn't look right um, in the midfield. Bach, but I'm, he's been injured. I'm not too worried. Um, I'm not too worried about him in terms of like, I remember when he joined, he took a couple of months fitness to really get going. And then he was he was probably the best DM on the planet. So, but he's, he's definitely off it. But he just needs games. Um, even today, he wasn't, he wasn't top of his game, but... You know, he will come good again, we know that. Um, but then, you know, in the midfield, when Henderson's not there and you don't play Milner as well, we're lacking that bit of know-how, bit of cuteness, um, bit of bite, um, energy, you name it. All of all the things you take for granted on the football pitch, Henderson and the likes of Henderson and Milner do. Milner was left back today, but he's done, he's done all kinds of um, know-how things, you know, um, where... The couple of challenges, a goal line clearance. At the end, he was he was getting free kicks out of nothing. He was going in the corners with the ball. He was having a go with the ref, and we don't do and sometimes we're too nice when it in in them in them little bits, the know how bits, and Atletico, for example, knew when to go down, knew when to do. We I think we need a little bit more of that. Um, but quality wise, we're superb. You know, we cannot complain and I'm not complaining. I'm just analysing what I think about about what's been going on. Um, it, You know, it's not just the games, even the Norwich game after the break and, and the West Ham game, there's big holes. Um, and basically, the defence haven't been great, but the front three aren't firing, but the midfield are not tracking um, or protecting the back four enough. And teams are now sitting deep and then up making late runs in packs, though. So Van Dijk's now finding that... He's got two and three running on him at once. So the midfield should be tracking back for that. And they're not. So we've got a lot to learn here, but you know what? It doesn't it doesn't really matter now because we're gonna win the league and we've only got three more wins or City lose a couple of games and blah blah, it's nearly done. We just need to now I, I'm more concerned about thinking about okay, how can we tweak for next year as well? Because or how can we can we get past Athletic and win the European Cup? And and, and how can we going um, tweak for next year with bits and bobs that we can learn now. We don't just want to win the league with games to go and waste them games. I think I think the best youngsters like Curtis Jones and Williams, the right-back, should get goals, and we should start learning and tweaking. And I think what it does mean is we probably need to top up the team with three or four players for the overall squad in the summer, but six or seven can go. And what I mean by that is, your Wilson who's on loan, your Grudich's who are on loan, they can go and you might get decent money for them. Your Shaqiri, who are really like, he's not, he, he, he's not fit enough, often enough, can't rely on him, got to go. Lallana's going anyway. 
I think Lovren's got to go. So when all eight them go, you're then looking at, should we buy one defender? We need a backup left-back. doesn't have to be a worldy one. So one defender, backup left-back, some kind of dam- dynamic midfielder with a load of energy. And it, it looks like Timo Werner doesn't it up front or another striker. And, you know, I know we're talking about buys. I'm, it's not on the back of losing a few games. It's on the back of... It's on the back of what can we do next year to tweak it? Every year he's tweaked the tactics and, and everything a little bit. He needs to do it again if we're gonna go and march on and, and go again. So we just I just want to get this done now. Get you know, it'd be brilliant. What are the achievements? And then then we've got to start thinking, right, okay, how can we go again? How can we make this relentless? How can we get back to, you know, this is a fantastic Liverpool team, but let's prove it. Back to back leagues or back-to-back Champions Leagues. We, we won it last year, you know, got Super Cups and all that. The, the greatest teams don't do it for a year or two. They do it for three and four years, and that's what we need to be looking at doing. Now, sounds greedy, but it's reality. And what an achievement, 30 years, brilliant, but let's build that base from it, because when we've done stuff, and remember when we won Istanbul 2005 European Cup, we, we didn't make the most of that opportunity. We win this league now and we're already European world champions. We need to then just top up that squad as we need to and, and have that basis where we're only buying a few for the squad and moulding them in every year. We didn't buy anyone last year and we're just doing these little tweaks rather than having to do big overalls, overhaul of the squad every four years. Anyway, back to the game today. You know We weren't at our best. We won, we made up. Uh, great to see Klopp get, giving the... Uh, the our fist pumps out at the end. That was brilliant. Um, you know, I think they they know our Milner. I think Milner and Salah were the pick of the bunch today for me. Um, you know, Salah was relentless and a lot of quality about him. Milner was just his know how and his determination was great to see. I'm at, uh, on Wednesday. I think we need to bring the roof off. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, we need Endo uh, back in. I'd have Milner in as well. Probably for being on Milner and Endo if he's fit in that midfield three. Um, you know the three that go up front, and 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 the back four picks itself because Robbo should be back. The only thing Firmino looks really short of confidence. He missed a sitter at the end there. Um, you know he hasn't scored at Anfield in the league, and and that Man U one, the great goal he scored, got choked off wrongly. Um, so hopefully you know he can he can get a goal on Wednesday and get himself uh, back in the game. But up the Reds on we march, brilliant league title, fantastic. You know. Great time to be alive, great time to go to a match, and I'm loving it, but there we go. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line podcast, and at least rival fans will always have those few games, eh? Because we're back to winning ways, nice feeling. Um, it's been an awkward couple of weeks for Liverpool, obviously, and we needed to see a reaction today, and we got one. Got back to winning ways, got the three points, you know, wasn't straightforward but you know we just needed to get the job done today and we did you know against Watford and Chelsea my biggest concern was the lack of penetration in attack and that we never really looked like we were even threatening to score in those games um, on top of being kind of uncharacteristically dodgy at the back but I think today we did see improvements, even though I don't think the team looked back to their best. Hopefully they're saving that performance for Wednesday. But we did look so much better from the opening whistle. You know, we were more controlling, more threatening. But then, obviously, Bournemouth scored kind of against the run of play. Um, After that, Callum Wilson push on Gomez. 
Still can't believe that doesn't get given as a foul. Neither can Klopp, I don't think. And considering we'll live our pool, apparently, VAR didn't do us any favours with that one, did it? But, you know, slight worry after that was that nerviness at the back started to creep back in. Um, we didn't control the half as well as we usually do, but Mo Salah, in his 100th Premier League appearance for Liverpool, stepped up. You know, Sadio winning the ball back quickly, plays kind of a poor pass to Mo actually in the end, but he managed to turn and slot it into the corner. Great finish. Um, a goal that was so welcome. I celebrated it so vigorously that I actually spilled coffee all over myself. So yeah, I definitely enjoyed that one. Um, and if there's a player who we need to be bang on form at the moment when we're going through this rough patch, it's Mo Salah because he looked really good today and you know we saw his quality and flashes. It's wild to me that he's still slightly underrated by some because he's just a phenomenal footballer. You know, 70 goals in 100 league games is incredible stats um and yeah I think that goal settled us back down the crowd got back up and we just looked a little more like the Liverpool we've come to know in the last couple of years you know Sadio Mane got the second quickly after that with poor defending from Bournemouth to be fair to let him in so easily I think Steve Cook going off didn't help them on that front and when Sadio's one-on-one with the keeper like that he's he's not missing um and yeah, we went from 1-0 down to 2-1 up in about eight or nine minutes. And that kind of felt like the mentality monster thing was back. You know, it definitely felt like we saw improvements in midfield from the last few games with how quickly the players were winning the ball back there and moving it forward. You know, both those goals came from quick pressing and forcing Bournemouth into errors, which is Liverpool at their best and then countering quickly to get goals and that was good to see after the flatness of the last couple of performances which were kind of predictable and this was so much more direct so wasn't a perfect performance but you can see those positive qualities coming back. Um, James Milner, we have to talk about him, you know, it was a man of the match performance from him today, you could see that leadership we've been lacking with Jordan Henderson out obviously Hendo's been the real big miss in recent weeks I think and him being out has coincided with Fabinho's form dipping slightly unfortunately but yeah James Milner outstanding today we saw his leadership from the warm-up and throughout the game and then that goal line clearance to stop a Bournemouth equaliser what a guy um and yeah, a bit nervy at the end, but we got it over the line. Firmino could have put it beyond doubt late on, but he just cannot get that goal at Anfield at all, can he? Um, Sadio Mane nearly scored a screamer, hitting the bar. Shame that didn't go in, but you could definitely see the moments of us getting back to our best, the level we were at before the winter break. And hopefully that all comes back together in the next few games. Um, the slight other concern at the moment is obviously the injuries. Uh, Andy Robertson was out today, apparently just a precaution. He'll be back for the Champions League. Hopefully that's true. Um, Alisson obviously injured as well because when it rains, it pours. <laughs> but Adrian comes back in. You know, he was great again today. We saw how important he was for us earlier in the season. So I wasn't too concerned about him coming in, despite obviously that error against Chelsea in the week. Um, but he was great today. Um and yeah, positive overall. I think that's 22 home league wins in a row, which is a new top top flight record. So 
even when we're not at our best, we're breaking records. And we're nearly there. Three games to go now. If we can keep this going, we can win the league at the Etihad, which would almost make losing that game to Watford slightly worth it just for that, to be honest. Um, And yeah, Atletico Madrid next. I think Simeone will have watched today's performance and he'll be feeling good, I think, because we don't look at completely at our best and we do need to be much better on Wednesday or we're going to be punished. But we know how second legs at Anfield can go against Spanish teams. So hopefully we'll be okay. We just need a big, big performance on Wednesday, please. And yeah, Loads of positives. Let's keep this going. Cheers. Up the Reds. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Thanks to Sam and Alex there for their contributions. And now it's time to hear from Ross Strachan, Steve Dawson, Owen Thomas, and then Nathan Davidson. Thanks very much for joining us. Ross and Witness with his thoughts on the Liverpool v Bournemouth game. Vital return to winning ways there for Liverpool. Not the most convincing, but at this stage of the season, with you know four four wins neither before this game, it's 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 about getting the win. The performances by the by now, we just want the points in the bag, and the league trophy needs to be ours. Um, Bournemouth ended up getting the first goal. They were pretty decent. Bournemouth fought in the first half. We looked a little bit vulnerable at the back as we have. Over the last few games, and they they seem to target Joe Gomez there. I thought that physically, obviously the two centre backs, Joe Gomez is the the slightly smaller, slightly less physical player. And, and throughout the game, they targeted Joe Gomez. I thought they tried to play on him, and the first goal was it a push? You know, I'd have to see it back. I'm, I've only seen it in the ground. I'd have to see it back. But I thought he just got. I didn't really see an issue with it. I know it just looks like a bit of a nudge, but you've got to be stronger there. But still, even after that, there's it's a great it's a great goal from Bournemouth, really. Even after that, there's a lot to do, and they play it down beautifully, coming at the back post, and yeah, the one nil up, and it's yeah, you're starting to think, is it, is it going to be another one of them days? But the way Bournemouth play, you know, they like to play football, and they've got themselves in trouble really with both goals they've conceded, they've. They've lost the ball in you know, the last day, you know, in front of their in front of their defence, and they've made it easy for us. Salah's got the first, and Mane's got the second, and you know Salah done well actually because Mane's managed to on goal. It's a, it's a poor pass to Salah really, and he's, he's played behind. He's had to cut back in, and but he slotted it well, as we know he can. But Salah and Mane were really lively today. Before Liverpool's man of the match, definitely. In my opinion, Oxley Chamberlain. I thought he brought so much energy into that midfield. He was the one that was really pressing hard. He looked lively. He was creating things. You know, I thought Oxley Chamberlain was brilliant. And I imagine that's why he came off. You know, with ten minutes to go, save his legs. Big game on Wednesday night. Huge game Wednesday night. Now off, let's go. We need a big, big performance from all our players. But yeah, two. It was two-one, obviously, in the end. Second half. We had our chances. I think Manny at the post and Bournemouth. You know they they kept playing on. Like I say, they kept playing on Gomez and trying to be physical. But I thought after the goal, Gomez stood up to it really well. Didn't take any. Didn't didn't get bullied around as much, and he, he gave it back as much as he was getting. And 
yeah, I thought, he, I thought Gomez was, was good in that respect. Still a young lad, we've got to remember that. Still a young kid, still learning the game, and I thought he come through a good test there today. James Miller, the experience as well, made a ridiculous clearance off the line. Went for all, all the will, it's going in, it's going to be, it would have been an equaliser. But Milner, you know, it's been said many a time, what, a, what an acquisition he's been over the years, the experience, and I thought, you know, he was good today. But overall, it was a tough performance, yeah. Um, Fabinho, really off the pace, I think, at the minute. Obviously, we need to keep playing him, we need to get him back to where he was, but he was the beef. He was the he was the issue today. I thought midfield doesn't give you the protection that he's been giving you, you know, in the past. And but you know, he'll come. We've seen how good he is. It's going, he's going to he's going to get back into the swing of things. He's just looking a little bit leggy, not quite at the races, but I'm sure he'll be fine. So yeah, three games now. Is it nine points for the title, depending on what City do? But three wins for us. That's a matter of time. We're going to enjoy every minute of that. And it's a huge game now, Wednesday night. Atletico. It's going to be some some night in and over Anfield. We've got to go at them from the beginning. Let's throw feet. We know what we can do. We know what the fans bring European night. It's going to be a special occasion. A back us to get through. Come on, Liverpool. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 2-1 win at home to Bournemouth. Three more points back to winning ways, which is uh, wonderful news for Liverpool and courtesy of two fine finishes as well. I think Mo Salah's finish was just so expert. I think it was between the legs of the defender, finding the near post when he was really shaping to go to the far post. Did very well to recover from a, a poor ball from Sadio Mane, which actually set him back a couple of strides. But then Mane himself on the break, um, taking advantage of a, a defensive error from Bournemouth, opened his body up and finished superbly. World world class attackers. Um, none of them, neither of them, are out and out strikers, are they? But from wide positions, they finish superbly well, and that's exactly the kind of quality we needed up front today. And that will certainly be the case when we take on Atletico Madrid. In the Champions League in uh, a few days' time. I don't like talking about VAR, but it just has to be said again. What is the purpose of the clear and obvious error rule? It's just, it's just null and void, isn't it? It's a, it's such an invalid thing to have to um, consider when you're looking at the screen and the screen shows you that the referee made an error. And we all can forgive referees. It's okay. Human error happens every now and then. The purpose of the screen surely must be to say. There's an error, let's change it. And the referee needs to be the one who does that. Let him go over to the screen at the side of the pitch, see that he's made a mistake, and then put things to rights. This clear and obvious error situation is just an invalid test. It's rubbish, it's denied Liverpool. Um, because that was that was a goal that just did not need to be conceded. It was, a, it was an obvious push to me. Don't want to talk about VAR anymore. It annoys me. Um, want to look ahead now. We are closer, aren't we, to the to the title? But I really want us to do more than just win the Premier League this season. We, we're that good a team out of the FA Cup now. What is really important for me is that we continue our run in the Champions League and go deep, deep into that competition and hopefully win it again. And it's going to be a fascinating team selection now because this is 
It's not about tactics. It's not about how to play a, a cunning side away from home. This is about we need to win a game without conceding. We need to we need to win two nil. Jurgen Klopp has to put his best eleven out, and I'm going to be really intrigued to see that. I mean, if Jordan Henderson is fit, he's got to come back and. Whether you love or hate Jordan Henderson, I don't think many of us hate him these days, but some of us doubt him from time to time. But really, he's you can see the difference to this Liverpool side when he's not there. It does lack a little bit of authority. He, everything does go through him these days, and he's, he's certainly quicker at distributing the ball than he used to be, and he, he doesn't make so many mistakes. He's... He's certainly somebody I would love to be in the side when we play Atletico. Will he be fit enough? Perhaps not. Whether he is or isn't, Fabinho still doesn't quite look to be up to speed. Not quite for me. He wasn't so bad in possession, but he's not nicking the ball off the toes of attacking players like he does when he's really in his pomp. And that's a little bit of an issue for Liverpool. If he's picking his best eleven. Jurgen Klopp, will he have Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain or will he have Naby Keita in the starting eleven? I was a bit surprised that Naby Keita didn't come on the pitch and get a little bit of a run out because to put him in cold after uh, another injury spell might not be ideal for him, um, which means I'm probably not expecting him to start against Atletico. But I don't think Oxlade-Chamberlain had a a super game. He he did have some nice intricate touches in the first 20 minutes or so, but as the game wore on, I think his his impact on the match seemed to wane, and I wasn't really surprised when he was withdrawn. These are not utterly convincing times for Liverpool. We've we've had some bad results. This one certainly puts us on the right track, but we've got to get back up to the Liverpool of. You know, a few weeks ago and earlier when we take on Atletico Madrid, it's a critical game, by far our most important game of the season outside of the Premier League. And uh, can't wait for it, but I'm not absolutely swimming in confidence. Let's see. Come on, you Reds. At Galasahi on Twitter. G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Hooyah! Hooray! A fantastic win. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm absolutely cock-a-hoop about that one. Nine more points needed, maximum nine more points, guarantees us the title. The wait is almost over, my sisters and brothers. I feel like a child on Christmas Eve. This win was... Absolutely terrific. Of course it was in the end. Yes, yes, yes. We can play better. Yes, we can. But it was an improvement. It was a vast improvement over the Watford game, for example. And the way we responded to going a goal down in the first half was exemplary. The players kept going, kept going and kept going. Much like the career of our top performer today, in my opinion, 
James Milner. There were good performances all over the pitch. I mean, some general stats. We had 14 shots. They had six. We had 74.5% of the possession. They had 25.5%. We had an 85% passing success rate. But we were generally zipping it around a bit more. We, we, we had a lot of zippiness about us today. More zips than a Gucci jacket. Uh, so that was good. I mean, we could be even faster, of course. We could be even faster, but it was it was much better in that regard. Um, I thought Mo Salah was, had a terrific match, and that first goal. He has no right to score. Il n'a pas le droit. Uh, he, I mean, you know, it, it, how? The disguise on the shot as well. Look at the disguise on it. Went right into the bottom corner. Yes, it was a bit of a P-roller, but I think the, the goalkeeper, everybody was so surprised by it and the accuracy, and that's what helped us score it. And then, uh, you know, Bournemouth made a big mess of their defensive line. Virgil slipped Manny in, and it was a, it was a terrific finish again for the winning goal. It turned out to be the winning goal. Liverpool have won all of our matches since February 2019 at home, which is an extraordinary stat. Bring on Atletico on Wednesday. This is Owen from Cop on Podcast saying, my word, I hope El Cholo is ready. So it finishes Liverpool 2, Bournemouth 1, Liverpool back to winning ways today. And you've got to say, it wasn't the start that anybody wanted or expected, really. Um, Robertson, not including the squad today, he had a slight issue. Should be fine for Wednesday's game against Atletico Madrid. But that was a, a little bit of a shock. I, I, was, I was expecting to see Milner start today, but I was expecting him to see in one of them free central midfield roles but he has to go out to left back with that but it is good to suppose that Andy will be fresh for the uh, game in midweek so after only nine minutes Bournemouth take the lead and it's just a bit of a joke really the whole the whole situation that's no no way in my mind is that ever passed as a goal he um, there's Joe Gomez is on the ball and Callum Wilson literally shoves him off and as they're both running at pace he completely breaks his stride and for me that can't be clear or obvious and I get that VAR have said that the referee was happy with that decision but the referee needs to take another look at that he needs to be going to the to the little screen having a look at that because he's got that wrong and there's no way you can say that is the right decision but then as the ball carries on Billing does really well with a little reverse pass and then it comes through and Callum Wilson taps it in. But even then there seemed a little suspicion that maybe he was offside there. That might I mean it did look quite close that one, but yeah, I think if we were gonna go one nil down, that was probably the best way for it to happen today, because that just galvanizes everyone together. So like we've gone down but we don't deserve to be one nil down and it brings that sort of unity together between the fans and the team to all just push on and right some wrongs and that's exactly what Liverpool did today. Then a little bit later into the first half, Mohamed Salah does brilliantly well to get Liverpool level. So um, Bournemouth lose the, the ball in their own half and you can't really do that at the top level otherwise you're going to get punished for it. But they do 
and Mane has an easy pass to Salah and it is a little bit of a disappointing pass, it's just behind Salah but Salah does heroically well to sort of turn back and find the space for the shot and then it's a great finish into the bottom corner it looked like when Mane's pass was behind Salah the chance had maybe gone but Salah rectifies the situation 1-1 Liverpool back all even then Mane gets in amongst the goals this was this for me was you can see how it's happened but from a Bournemouth point of view you can't do that when you're away at Anfield they they're in transition they're about to break away and then all of a sudden the ball drops and Van Dijk's the first one to claim it and then all of a sudden they're not they're not in the positions that they would want to be without the ball and it's just a simple through ball from Van Dijk that has found Mane but Mane is clear there's got to, when you're away at the top of the league you've got to have some sort of cover there and I know that they were trying to break in transition to counter but yeah for me that was to that was be too easy if I was looking at that from a Bournemouth point of view they've got to be more solid there but Mane does well runs at pace puts it around the keeper there was never really any doubt and that means we're going at half time 2-1 up second half it was a little bit it was a little bit edgy. I mean, we always looked like we had control of the game, but they certainly looked like with only that one goal difference that a mistake or a little bobble or a little shove, a little bit of physicality, maybe a corner set piece could potentially lose us the points today. Luckily, that wasn't to be. And I think the closest they came was uh, Ryan Fraser when he's lobbed the keeper and James Milner. We know what he does. He works hard. And he, for me, that was an absolute heroic clearance off the line. Fraser's uh, lobbed the keeper, but Milner just watches the ball and literally a split second before it would go over the line, he's hoofed that over the bar. Brilliant work from James Milner. I thought he did quite well today at left back. Um, obviously, you do lose a little bit going forward because he, he has to check back on his right where he's more comfortable. And um, But no, he did he did well and he works hard as he always does. I think uh, something I want to point out though is Firmino, I feel like people might say he played a little bit poorly today and he did have two good chances, sort of one near the start um, which he connected with quite well, just didn't get in the back of the net and then one at the end which is blazed over but if you look on average how many times Firmino receives a ball and there's two free players around him and it's a really tight compact space he's a little bit like a springboard for this Liverpool team Um he gets the ball in really tight positions and then he finds a way to spring a pass off, usually to Mane or Salah, who can get away with their pace. And that work is what causes us to get so many chances. But I feel like people are like, oh, yeah, he's good in the ball, but he's not getting enough goals. But seven, eight times out of ten when he gets a ball, it's in such a tight area, he's never going to be able to get a shot off. So I think for Firmino, in terms of getting more goals, the only thing he can really do is when them chances come to him in and around the box, is just concentrate on getting those in the back of the net, which will come with confidence once he starts getting back in the scoring routine. But yeah, I just think the way he plays and what he offers us by being so selfless and absorbing so much of the opposition defensively is what allows the others to get as many goals as they do. So yeah, I think having Bobby Firmino in there is so, so, so important for us. Um. I thought Nathan Ake did really well for Bournemouth today. He's a player for me who could slot into pretty much any of the top six sides. He's a 
he was the the best player in the defensively for Bournemouth today. He was everywhere. Um, he had li- even had a little chance, which was proven to be offside. But I, w- I wouldn't even mind to see him maybe at Liverpool one day. He, he seems a very very good player, uh, comfortable on the ball, but he can also do the dirty work and win the headers as well. So now we go on to the Champions League in midweek against Atletico Madrid at home at Anfield. Big massive game. I think with the league we're we're on course to win that. Can't see anything going wrong there. It will be ours. It's just a case of when. But I'd really like to have something else to fight for this season and have every belief that we can overturn this defeat. Although you don't even really see it as a defeat when a one goal lead is minimal when they've got to come to Anfield and the fans will be right behind the team and I really fancy us to do something special if you like on Wednesday night um, and overturn that deficit up the Reds You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel